Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what to do when nothing makes sense. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how Christians won't always have all the answers. You know, things are going to happen in our lives that we simply don't understand. They don't make any sense. Life won't seem fair or balanced, and rain will fall down on the righteous and the unrighteous. The Bible warns us that evil days will come. Ecclesiastes 12.1 says, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you'll say, I find no pleasure in them. You know, days of trouble are coming. And in fact, they're already here. You may not always realize it, but Paul writes in Ephesians 5.15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. The days are already here of trouble. Job sums up the human condition saying mortals born of woman are a few days and full of trouble. You know, evil days of trouble are coming and they're here and they won't make any sense. There will be events and situations and diagnoses and tragedies in our lives that will not make sense. We'll feel abandoned by God, abandoned by his justice. And we may end up asking, as the psalmist did in Psalm 10, why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? There will be times when it seems like God has gone far away, but that's when we need him most. Corey Tim Boom, an author who survived the Holocaust, wrote, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. And when the tunnel gets dark, that's when we need to trust God the most. God, who's the greatest of engineers, planned for our circumstances. We can either trust that truth or we can believe that our circumstances are simply out of anyone's control and we're just going through the darkness. So when it seems like nothing makes sense, we're left with only two options, really. Number one, we can be confused with God. And God can give us a peace that transcends our understanding, according to Philippians 4.7. Or, number two, we can still be confused just without God. Now, our circumstances are going to be difficult from time to time, regardless of what we choose. At times, we will be confused regardless of our choice. The only difference will be the presence of God. And to extend the metaphor, I'd rather be in the dark with the engineer hard at work making sure I get through that tunnel than on my own and lost. We need God more in our times of suffering than at any other point because the trials we face are dangerous. We can't push them to the back of our mind. They're not to be underestimated. 1 Peter 5.8 says that we must remain alert and of sober mind because our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Losing faith will not remove our pain and it will not remove the danger, but it will remove our comfort and our defense because God is the only one in control. He is the only one powerful enough to ensure that we see the light at the end of that tunnel. We can understand when nothing seems to make sense because our God is the almighty God. He is powerful and in control. But we can also understand those confusing times because our God is also the, the sympathetic and merciful God. You know, Christ was no stranger 
to impossible circumstances. Isaiah shows that this was always part of God's plan. In Isaiah 53, he says, Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. You know, Christ was this man of sorrows. And the record that we have of his life in the New Testament shows us how fully he understands our pain and our anguish. During his time on earth, he, in John eleven thirty five 35, wept. He was weary in John 4, 6. He was hungry and thirsty. He was poor. He became homeless. His friend Lazarus died. He had family issues. His closest friends betrayed him and forsook him in his greatest time of need. He was misunderstood. He was uh, mobbed and badgered and, and watched in Matthew 27, 36. He was despised and rejected. He was arrested and he spent his time in jail in John 18. He was lied about. He was wrongfully condemned in Matthew 26. He was physically assaulted in Matthew 26. And of course, he died. Christ knows what pain and hurt feel like. He's sympathetic to the things that we are going through. Like Job, Christ is able to say, the Lord gave and the Lord took away. May the name of the Lord be praised, Job 1.21. In all circumstances, we have a peace that transcends our understanding. When nothing makes sense, we can know that God loves us and that he's in control. In the moment, we may not always see how those two core principles are working. We'll feel like at least one of them is a lie. Either God doesn't love us or he doesn't have the power to fix our circumstances. The psalmist seems to have that uh, way of thinking when he wrote, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Psalm 22, one through two. You know, Jesus uttered that same prayer before his death, pleading with God that he would take the burden of sacrifice off his shoulders. But God chose not to let the cup pass from him in Luke twenty-two forty-four. Importantly, though, Jesus asked that he not suffer, that the cup be taken away from him. But he also knew that the Lord's will had to be done. We should only want, and God will only do, what is according to his will. And we should know by now that sometimes God's will is not always our will. And although we have a plan for our lives, God may know that our plan is going to lead us towards disaster. There may be long-term benefit to short-term anguish that we can't see. To name a few, first, suffering may be what we need to come close to God, and God knows that. That's why we are suffering. In Deuteronomy, the Israelites were warned that when things started going well, they would be tempted to abandon God, that they needed suffering to come close to him. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11 says, When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, 
Then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Suffering sometimes is required to make us remember how much God has done for us. Because it's at our lowest points that we realize we can no longer control our circumstances. And we have to rely on God's wisdom and God's strength. Second, suffering can develop our character. James writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance in James 1, 2, and 3. God's will for us may be to give us an opportunity to develop the character he expects from us. Third, our own suffering can prepare us to help others who are suffering. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 6, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we're distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. You know, Christ came to earth. He's fully equipped to understand our pain, not just because he's all-knowing and all-loving, but because he went through the same suffering. Maybe God can use our suffering, our pain, our times of weakness to train us and give us the insight we need to help others. Even when we don't understand, when we can't make sense of what's going on around us, God can bring us peace, and he can do it because he loves us, and he is the almighty God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.